Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today I'd like to talk about feminist fashion, but before I do, I'd like to give thanks to the guys over at MGTOWforums.com for opening up their registration process over the last few weeks. According to them, they usually get about 5 to 10 new members every time they open up their registration process. This time, however, that number is shot up to 200 people. So if you want to be part of the discussion, or just want to read up on the great posts that they have, then head over to MGTOWforums.com. I have to say thanks to them personally. Reading the posts on their forum over the last few months has made me feel that going my own way is the right thing to do. So if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have put together this channel. Now back to the main topic, feminist fashion. If you're like me and follow the men's rights movement and the men's rights activists out there, then you have probably seen the numerous critiques of AR wear, the AR standing for anti-rape. The creators behind this new clothing line have a slogan which is wearable protection for when things go wrong. The pants and underwear that they plan to create and sell can't be torn, cut, or pulled down, and they will market them as something a woman can use on a first date or when traveling to a foreign country. I do agree these types of modern 21st century chastity belts are a good idea if you're a woman traveling through India or the Middle East. They are selling safety, and safety is of paramount importance to most women. But beyond the obvious benefits of protecting women from possible rape, they are also promoting irresponsibility and privilege. These protective panties will only serve to increase women's confidence to more dangerous levels. The perception of safety that they will feel will mean that they will probably drink more when going out and take risks walking alone at night when they wouldn't otherwise have done so. They will also most certainly perceive their sexuality as having a greater value than ever before, and if it's locked up and harder to get at, then that value will go up even higher. It will make them feel more special and entitled as more and more men decide that they are done with relationships altogether, women will need to find different forms of attention and self-worth from consumerism and each other, and they will fight for the table scraps of any remaining male attention from the shrinking blue pill population. An online campaign has already raised over $50,000 to create more of these prototype panties and make this type of clothing a reality. I find it ironic that these protective panties are both short and tight, and are good at attracting male attention. There lies the paradox. Women want male attention, but protection from male attention at the same time. Another interesting fashion safety invention is now available from Sweden. Yes, the same place where men are oppressing women simply by sitting on the bus. Two Swedish cyclists have found the perfect solution for bicycle helmet hair, and it's called the Invisible Bike Helmet. But it's going to cost you around 400 euros, or 600 US dollars. The helmet is actually not a helmet at all, but an airbag that sits in a pouch around your neck, and then deploys when it senses that you are falling off the bike and about to hit your head. Helmets have been around for centuries to protect people from injuries. And now these invisible helmets are more about showing off hair than protecting a person's head. The female designers have put together an impressively designed system to protect riders from injuring their heads while their hair still looks good and stylish. And that's what these helmets are all about, style. 
Swedish feminists are now able to attract alpha males with their long flowing hair in the streets of Stockholm. They get both attention and protection at the same time. And like other new forms of technology, they have already been recalled because in a few cases the zipper came undone, making the helmets useless in a crash. The helmets were invented by two women, so I guess we can say that women are capable of inventing after all. Too bad their invention didn't work as advertised. The key thing to understand about these two types of protective fashion is that they are part of something I'd like to call the female paradox of protection. Women want to show off and flaunt their wealth and beauty while protecting it at the same time. This is like buying insurance for an engagement ring. Increasing numbers of would-be brides are purchasing insurance for the diamonds that they wear on their finger. Women also have marriage insurance through the divorce courts. If a marriage fails or they simply get bored, then alimony, child support, and welfare will ensure that they cannot fail in life. The banks are also too big to fail, and so are many of the women in North America. Even children can't fail in grade school. It seems like the only people capable of failure are men. Everywhere we look, the government is providing safety and security for women while taking it away from men. Men going their own way are building and keeping their own money and security, and the inevitable crash of our financial system means that women will lose much of that external safety net and security that's been granted to them simply because they are women. If we want to keep our society running, we will need to let women fail as well. Preventing them from failing is like entering a new strange form of society where it's communism and socialism for women and a handicapped version of capitalism for men. Anyways, thanks for listening to my presentation and leave your comments below. Cheers.